Are you the type of leader who wants to leave behind a legacy? Well, I'd love to help you unlock a legacy of excellence with the School Leadership Toolkit. For just $97, you'll gain access to 10 easy-to-implement resources, including templates, frameworks, and bonus content designed to help you manage your to-do list, make better decisions, navigate difficult conversations, and support your team. Fast-track solutions to your challenges by grabbing the toolkit at schoolsofexcellence.com toolkit or click the link in the show notes. Elevate your leadership journey today. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Olshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. So this is a bonus episode. This episode is actually a strategic advisory that I did inside of our Owners HQ and Directors Inner Circle membership. So every Monday morning, I do a short live streaming to my programs. It's called Strategic Advisory, where I talk about and coach on very time-specific related challenges in the industry. So a couple weeks ago, I did a training on how to navigate the chaos at the start of the school year. A couple weeks ago, I did something on navigating the summer season. Sometimes I've done trainings on how to help your teachers think big picture. Sometimes we'll talk about, you know, it's really whatever is happening in the industry currently. So this episode is an excerpt from that strategic advisor. It's a little behind the scenes episode of a very timely episode with extra tips for you to start off the school year. So I know last week we did, a couple weeks ago, we did a training on how to plan for the chaos of the school year. Um, This is an extra one with some more ideas and tips for you. So I hope you enjoy. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Strategic Advisory and another amazing, amazing week ahead. It has been a wild couple of days for me, lots of summer travel for conferences. I spoke at uh, Scott Wayman's Bounce Conference and Nick's Child Care Business Growth Conference in Orlando yesterday. So I'm back. I'm back, uh, back into my regular routine somewhat. Summer always has a kind of a different structure, but excited to be back here with you. And today we're going to be talking about how to plan for the chaos of the beginning of the school year. So while the beginning of the school year does not start for me until August 28th, 30th time, um, I know a lot of our clients uh, start you know, second week of August, even first week of August. So that's why I wanted to record this now to help you guys kind of prep for that, whether you're starting in the next couple of weeks or in, you know, a month from now. So as you're coming in, give me a quick hello in the comments so I know who we're talking to. Remember to sign in. If you don't sign in, just write your name uh, so that you are more than just a Facebook user. Good morning, Mel. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, everyone. So let's dive in and just create some context to why I'm doing a training session on how to plan for the chaos in the beginning of the school year. The beginning of the school year will have a lot of overwhelm just by the nature of what happens in the beginning of the school year, right? There are 
a lot of influx of new families. There's an influx of new staff. There's an influx of new kids. There are new policies and procedures that you're implementing. So even if you've been doing this for several decades or several years, there is always something new that you want to implement in the start of the new school year. Even if you run a 12-month program, September and the fall always brings new beginnings. And so we struggle sometimes with how to really plan appropriately for what the chaos is about. So the first thing to understand is chaos is in our minds of an overwhelming state of oh my gosh, there's just a lot of stimuli coming at me. And a lot of stimuli coming at you is new families, new kids, new teachers, new questions, just lots of new stuff all in one time is the definition of overwhelm, right? Your nervous system is overwhelmed by the amount of demands and sensory overload that is coming at you. That is overwhelm, right? And then that creates some form of chaos inside of our minds where it makes it very difficult for us to concentrate and focus and more importantly, have the mental acuity that we need to make quality decisions. Okay. So how do you plan for chaos then? Right. Because typically when people think of chaos, they think, well, you know, it's just so chaotic, like you couldn't plan for it. You could. There are things you could do. So let's get started with the home front. okay? because a lot of you guys, a lot of our members have a home life as well. Right. So there are doesn't matter what age your kids are, whether you have, you know, pets, animals, young kids, old kids, middle school, elementary, high school. It doesn't matter if you have other humans living at home besides for you. The beginning of the school year is a great time to create better infrastructure at home because that creates margin and capacity for you to deal with the mental and emotional labor at work. So we want to dial in the mental and emotional labor at home so there's more capacity for work during the first two weeks. Okay, so right now I'm talking about literally the first 14 days of the new school year. And the reason that I say the first 14 days is because it is so critical. If there's one thing you take away from today's training, you need to create an end date for chaos. So you need to say, yes, the beginning of the school year will be chaotic. And September 15th is when we reassess and not allow the chaos to become a habit and reign throughout the school year. Okay, give me a yes in the comments, big caps lock yes, because here's what happens every single year, right? I'm doing this for almost two decades at this point. We start the beginning of the school year with its natural stimulus for chaos, but because we don't put an end date on it, right? survival and chaos becomes a habit and then you just never get out of it, right? I see so many schools that I work with where they don't have to be in survival. They have the financials, they have the staffing, they have the infrastructure, they have the org chart, they have the components to create seamless transitions and operations, but their mindset is still in the survival state, okay? So, Put an end date and say, by this date, we have to pull ourselves out of the chaos, right? So we understand there is a dance of chaos in the beginning of the school year, and then there is an end date. All right. So how do we create margin in our household? So I'm going to walk you through some of the strategies that I always do in the beginning of the school year, right? Remember, I have four young kids. So number one, the first two weeks of the school year are all meal prepped dinners, Okay, so the first two weeks, which means throughout August, every night that I'm making dinner, every couple of nights, I'm making doubles and I'm freezing. 
and I'm putting that in the freezer for the first two weeks of the school year. Because in the first two weeks of the school year, not only do my kids need more of my capacity, my business needs more of my capacity, right? All of all of our clients need us in a different level of uh, responsiveness and all of that. And I want to make myself available in that way because it's a very short window of time. And so I plan for that chaos. So I have all of my dinners for the first two weeks in the freezer so that I don't have to think about dinner, right? Come home, wake up in the morning, boom, dinner comes out. Here we go in the in the oven done. So that is one thing that I do to plan for the chaos of the beginning of the school year. Second thing that I do. So this is not just for the beginning of the school year. This we do all year round. But if you've never done this before, this is super powerful to do in the beginning of the school year. And this goes for in your house and in your center. Every day, someone has to hold the glitch in the matrix card. So in our household, Mayor and I, we have these different cards that we deal of like the daily grind and different things just just have to get done in the house all the time. And so we split them because we want to create an equitable environment where both of us are not managing the entire mental and emotional labor of the household. And so one of the cards is called Glitch in the Matrix, which is what happens when the school calls and says, come pick up Yassi, he has fever. Who goes, me or you? What happens when... I don't know, we're both somewhere and the washing machine explodes and we have, one of us have to run home. Who goes? So it's called the glitch in the matrix, right? Which is like the day's operating and boom, there's a glitch in, in the plan that you created. In the beginning of the school year, every morning we redeal that card. So every morning it's, okay, who's holding this card today? And that is based on each of our calendars, right? Who has capacity today to hold that card? Who has more margin today to hold that card? And if we both don't have margin, well, then who's holding it? I did it yesterday, you do it today or whatever it is. Someone's got to hold that card. In your center, every single day, someone on the leadership team needs to hold that card or someone holds it in the morning, someone holds it in the afternoon. Because here's the problem. If all of you are responsible for all of the fires that pop up in the beginning of the school year, that means no one, no one is looking ahead. No one even has the brain space to even look one day ahead. Forget about an hour ahead, right? Like no one's looking. And so the entire team is operating in a state of hypervigilance. The entire leadership team. That is pretty toxic. You need to have someone that is removed from the constant responding to the demands. So we create a glitch in the matrix card. Who's holding it today? Who's holding it for the next three hours? Because anyone who's not holding that gets to work on high leverage work, right? Gets to focus because they're not going to be interrupted. So come into the comments for me for a second. How this idea sits with you, if this is something you feel like you can implement and where you feel like there might be glitches with that concept, because this is, I think a very powerful strategy in ensuring that not everyone gets sucked into the vortex. All right. Let me hear from you. Yes, Mel, deadline on chaos makes so much sense. Of course, we must. We must, must, must. We do something like that at our centers. We time block who will be at the front desk each day. Great. Fantastic, Brandy. I love that. Great idea. Okay. Brooke. 
implementation and how to actually do that is escaping my burnout mind. Yeah. So this might be something where you're like, okay, let me dedicate like a half hour just to kind of focus on how can I actually make this work inside of my center? Like, cause yes, your, your brain is so fatigued right now that it's hard for you to think of implementation. Give yourself a time block to think it through. I love this glitch in the matrix idea, especially if we have leadership out of office. We always need a point person to handle the glitch of the day. I like the idea that it's transferable to other people. Absolutely. Anything that is a daily grind or anything that is like a glitch in the matrix has to be redealt, has to be transferable. And it is not equitable or like responsible that one person should hold that level of invisible labor. Like that is intense and that is fatiguing and exhausting on the mind, the body and the soul. And like, this is what leads to burnout. This is a huge catalyst for burnout. And that's why it has to be transferable. The glitch in the matrix card must be transferable. Um, My management team would love if I took the card some days. Well, maybe you do that. Maybe that's an act of self-care, right? Maybe that's something that you do and you're like, hey, today I'm holding the glitch card, right? And you guys are off for the day, you know, when, when it comes to that. Okay, going to have to go back and listen to the strategy dealing with water in my dryer. You see right here, right here, real life happening. Sometimes in processing the chaos, the whole admin team comes in as sounding boards. How do we own our roles and trust that we'll make values-based decisions without permission from the whole admin team? This is such a great question, right? Because if, if someone's holding that glitch card, right, that means they need to have the the knowledge, the permission, the confidence to make decisions about whatever's happening when they're holding that card. So I love that you brought this up, Alex, because you wouldn't give the glitch card to a brand new director who just started a few weeks ago because she wouldn't be able to hold that card confidently. And you, more importantly, wouldn't be able to delegate that card with confidence to that person. So yes, the glitch in the matrix card 100% comes down to values, right? Because you can't create an SOP for a glitch in the matrix. You can't create an SOP for a fire that's going to come up. You just can't. You can't possibly anticipate every single problem and issue that's going to come up, which is why the values-based decision-making is where we lean heavily on. So I think there's a couple of different things that you're bringing up here. Number one, I don't know if we have to invite admin team for every single type of decision. Um, I think sometimes we have to understand the push and pull of collaboration and shared decision-making versus how is that possibly stopping or slowing down the team from moving forward? So I think there's always a balance between that. Um, And I don't have like a specific like, you know, percentage, uh, cause there is no percentage of like how much time should be allocated for shared decision-making and collaboration versus just informed decision-making that one person goes ahead and does on their own. However, we're talking about this contrast between if you own this glitch in the matrix card, do you understand company values? Do you understand the priority matrix for this week, right? This is where the priority matrix is, Uh, which I'm going to go into in a second now about another way to plan for the chaos is use the priority matrix in your Monday morning huddles or in your daily huddles. So let's go into that actually for a second, because I think this will help answer your question, um, Alex. So another way that we plan for the chaos, right? So we have the glitch in the matrix card. Another way we plan for the chaos for the first two, three weeks of the school year is we work through decision frameworks, 
the most powerful decision framework that I know of to make quality decisions is the priority matrix. Okay. The priority matrix it's inside of UpCoach. It's in our membership. There is a handout. There is a training. Everything is there walking through exactly how to use that. When you do your daily huddles, operate from the priority matrix because when you're working with the priority matrix, you're able to help everyone understand what is one, what is important, but not urgent today, right? So everyone understands that who's holding the urgent card, right? The glitch in the matrix card. How are they going to be making decisions? Cause you can't, right. Even if it's urgent, there's a, there's a hierarchy of urgency, right? Cause sometimes four problems come in one shot. Okay. Well then how are you going to discern which one you would tackle first, second, third, fourth? Go back to quadrant one. What is important today? Go back to the values. What does come first, second, third? Um, so reviewing that in this quick, like rapid fire in the daily huddle or in the weekly huddle or whatever it is will really help people make quality decision making as they're moving forward, right? My EA has a decision-making framework uh, that she works from when she's making decisions in my inbox, right? So when she's responding to people or getting people onto my calendar or whatever, there is a, there's a decision-making process that she works through. So it's not so much as an SOP, but more of like, okay, here is who gets responded to first, this category of people. This is the second category of people that gets responded to and onto my calendar. This is the third type of category. These are the types of people that always get priority no matter what, which means even if this person has already been scheduled and there's no capacity and this person wants to get in, these five people always get access to my calendar, right? So it's, it's a priority component, right? Also led by company values. So the decision-making framework is super powerful when you're planning for chaos because it will help people work with the glitch card. Okay, Kathy, I love the glitch card as I go into the new season of my business. Fantastic. Yes, the person holding the card has to be able to make confident decision-making. Absolutely. Okay, so let's go to, let's go to some more ideas here. Okay, number two in planning for the chaos Number two in planning for the chaos, how are you celebrating small wins and quick wins in the first two weeks of the school year? So celebrating daily wins is not sustainable. It's not sustainable for every single day for everyone to share wins. It's just, it, it doesn't work like that. Um, weekly wins, much more sustainable, right? Not daily, but in the beginning of the school year, in those first two weeks, in that container um of time, people need to know that they're winning because there's so much stress and so many things that they feel like they're not winning at. And so that is why it is critical to build confidence and morale, right? This is a morale booster in the first two weeks of the school year is daily wins. So decide how are we going to communicate and share our daily wins, because this is especially for staff, okay? The beginning of the school year, this is where so many staff write off kids, right? They start off the school year, they're crying, they're clingy, they have a hard time separating, they're, you know, too sensory or touchy-feely or they're whatever it is, right? Whatever kids, you know, kids, just kids' behavior. And because the teacher is dealing with a lot of surge of other overwhelm from other expectations and priorities, 
it can feel the classroom can feel really overwhelming. And they, I see them like literally write off certain kids of like, okay, fine. That's my problem kid. That's my, this kid. That's my, that kid. That's my, this, this was a hard day. This was really difficult. Bobby did this, but, and like literally just writing off kids in the first two weeks of the school year. How do we go ahead, get ahead of that daily wins? So at the end of the day, how can we get teachers to write two to three things that they felt successful at. And depending on your company values, pick what those three things are, right? So do you want it to be something connected to their co-teacher, right? A win that they celebrated with their co-teacher. Do you want it to be something connected to parents, connected to children, connected to curriculum, connected to whatever it is, pick those two or three categories that they need to share wins at. Because here's the thing, when most people, until this becomes the way their wiring works, right, the circuitry in their brain, they don't know how to find the things that they're grateful for, right? So at the end of the day, when you ask them, how was your day? The first thing they're going to say is all the challenging parts of their day. And even when you say, hey, can you tell me two or three things that were good that day? They might say something like, I don't know, lunch came on time, like something ridiculous, right? Which is actually really, you know, that is a win. Pick the categories, of where you want people, staff, to be documenting their wins. Again, it's a huge reinforcement of values and a huge morale booster when you're navigating so much chaos. So let's take a moment, come into the comments for a second. What are the two or three categories that you want people to be creating circuitry of where they're winning, right? Remember, like you're reinforcing habits, good habits instead of survival habits. All right, let me hear, and then I have one more strategy for you guys. Okay, Kathy. Teamwork, quality, and customer experience, and fun. Okay, so this is great, right? Like, just getting something like this. Okay, I want you to share one win connected to your uh, class's teamwork. I want you to share one win connected to the quality of care or the quality of play or the like something of the quality of curriculum. And then I want you to tell me one fun thing that happened today. Super simple, create it super simple, write out those questions. You can automate the um, reminder to go out every day at a certain time where it just automatically reminds everyone, hey, share your wins. Okay. I like the daily wins. The categories for Mel is communication with coworkers, child teacher relationships, and parent conversation. Amazing. Amazing. Now, here's the thing. We want to tell people in advance, writing out this process should take you no more than two to three minutes. And the reason why we are requesting that you do this habit is because we want to reinforce good habits and looking at the positive and the wins because childcare has both. It has a lot of hardship and it also has a lot of joy. Okay. Um, personal win, a team win and a child parent win. Okay. Amazing. This is great. Love the categories. Okay. So before you leave into your day today, or you take some time to think about it, think about what your categories are going to be. Do they share on paper? How do people usually share? So most people have either like a WhatsApp chat or a Slack channel or some form of communication that staff can communicate with one another. That's the best way. So people get inspired by other people's wins. Okay, last strategy of how to plan for the chaos. Emotional wellness strategies. Every teacher needs to have emotional wellness anchors for the first two weeks of the school year. I have a podcast episode on anchors, 
my team will link here which episode number that is because I don't remember. Listen to it. Have all your team listen to it also. I break down exactly what an anchor is, but I'm going to break it down here super simple and then you could listen to the longer version. In the beginning of the school year, when you're in a season of chaos, you must have emotional wellness anchors or you will always tell yourself, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to do that. And then not only do you get into a survival habit, you exhaust your physical energy, your emotional stamina, your adrenals, your cortisol gets shot. All of that gets shot in two weeks. So emotional anchors, emotional wellness anchors are non-negotiable in the beginning of the school year when you're in a season of chaos. It's just, it's not negotiable. So what does that look like? Okay. You want two types of anchors. What are their daily emotional wellness strategies and what are their weekly? Meaning daily, what are they doing to recharge, rest, and recover from the day? What do they do? And then weekly, what do they do to recharge during the weekend? This is a key learning for your first staff meeting of the school year. Please, in your first staff meeting, please make time to discuss this. Talk about one less policy. Talk about one less manual or whatever it is. Talk about this. Going around, giving people time to sit alone and think about what is my daily anchor for emotional wellness and what is my weekly recovery before I come back on Monday? For two weeks. You are the, and that's a big thing you need to tell them. This is not a commitment for the whole year. This is two weeks. What are you doing to stay grounded? What are you doing to stay grounded? And if you want to take this further, create accountability buddies, right? If they're in the same classroom, great. They don't have to be in the same classroom. Create accountability. Did you do your emotional wellness anchor? What did you do for rest and recovery over the weekend? How did you recover? And again, it's a two-week sprint. Why? As your teachers empty their tanks every day in the classroom, they have to charge up before they come in the next day. You cannot have staff coming in on empty tanks. And here's the thing. This is not common practice in our Western society. It's not. We empty the tank, empty the tank, empty the tank. We're like throwing a vial and we're still showing up to work. And so in our childcare facilities, we have to do better. Teachers coming in on an empty tank impact the kids. It impacts the kids. Okay. Oh, thanks so much for posting. Anchors versus enhancers. Yes. We're talking about anchors. Anchors, anchors, anchors in the beginning of the school year. Emotional wellness anchors. So let me know in the comments, what are your emotional wellness anchors? Your daily or your weekly? Let me know what they are. And if you don't have them, right, I need to think about it. Great. Right, I need to think about it. What are your anchors? I need to think about it as life is a whirlwind at this time. Fantastic. Good for you. Take the time to write those anchors because you don't get out of the whirlwind with just the passing of time. You have to consciously come out of it. Daily word readings, journaling, and gratitude prayers. Beautiful. Thank you, Mel. Who else? What are your emotional wellness anchors? The Calm app, 
the Calm app, by the way, for those of you that don't know what it is, that's a meditation app. Um, it has daily meditation. It's amazing. Um, and a new gym membership. Congrats. I love it. All right. Daily anchors are turning off email and focusing on my family, gardening, walking, weekend, Shabbat day with my church and family. I love this. Love this. Beautiful. Okay. Sitting in silence, walking to get my mindset aligned again. Yes. Right. These are your anchors. So these work for you in your season of life and what's happening, right? Everyone needs different anchors and we have to educate our staff on what those anchors are. We have to educate them. Writing for 10 minutes at the beginning and end of the workday. Beautiful. These are great. Thank you so much for sharing them. So we'll do a post in the Facebook group for people to share and kind of crowdsource together what your daily and weekly anchors are of rest and recharge and recovery. Wishing you all an amazing, amazing week. Um, And I just wanted to share one more quick thing that happened over the last couple of days of me speaking at lots of different events. One of the big insights for me, um, I introduced a new concept, um, which I'm going to be fleshing out a little bit more and putting that inside of UpCoach as well, is the paradoxes of school leadership. And one of those paradoxes is the paradox of happiness and how we work with the paradox of happiness. One of them is mental and emotional wellness strategies for our staff. Um, And so it was just very present in my mind over the last couple of days on how critical it is for staff to be having these mental and emotional wellness anchors, because when people are calm and happy, we don't have to work as crazy to motivate, inspire, and keep them happy because they are content. And what we're doing externally is like these enhancers, but they are not these foundational things to make someone happy because you can't make someone happy. It's a decision that that person needs to make for themselves. So if anyone needs another kick in the pants of why they need to take the time to write out their emotional anchors for their daily and weekly uh, for the first two weeks of the school year, this is your kick in the pants. So thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate the kindness. I uh, I was very, very grateful to be on both those stages. Wishing you all an amazing week. Take care, everyone. All the best. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me in today's podcast episode. So if you appreciated this episode, if you got anything out of it, I hope you enjoyed the glitch in the matrix. That's probably one of my favorite strategies. And I know so many of our school leaders who follow the podcast, who are part of our Schools of Excellence membership, love just some of the very down-to-earth practical advice that we offer inside of our program. So if you have been thinking about joining the membership, the Directors Inner Circle or our Owners HQ program track, I would love to invite you to apply. The link is in the show notes with all the information on the process of how to apply, how to, you know, book a right fit call with me and how to become a member. Remember, Sometimes we hear something again and again and again. And if you've listened to this podcast more than once or twice, you've heard me talk about the Directors Inner Circle and Owners HQ membership. And if you are curious, if this is your year to up-level the community that you're in, to up-level the conversations, to up-level the quality of questions, to up-level the level of content and training you're surrounding yourself with, to really surround yourself with high-quality mentorship and programming and community, apply and see if it's a good fit to join us. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? 
Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us.